Jacko loves stray dogs. Beastie loves Sturlo. Hear what they say about playing the game. You can't hear it today. I said now. Welcome back to Legal Counsel, coming at you live on a Monday evening, 7th of May. As always, calling Jack Muir from Victoria, Melbourne, Victoria. How's it going, mate? Good, thanks, mate. How are things on New South Wales, former rugby league capital of the world? Who is the current? Well, Queensland. Well, Queensland's a state. So you reckon Brisbane's more of a league town than Sydney? Yeah, I think Brisbane is now, yep. They've got Quite. one team. They have three teams, basically. The Storm, the Titans and the Broncos. Well, hang on a minute. The Storm are your team. No, but they, mate, they got, how many have they got, actually, that were... Um, brought up in Melbourne. One, Mahi Fano, and he's playing for the Tigers now. Two, young Tonomapaya. Yeah, quote, Tonomapaya base. But they're, they're all Queenslanders, mate. Yeah, but they're, they're Melbourne's team. And I still think that you cannot just say that Brisbane's more of a league city than Queens, uh, than Sydney. That's an outrageous. Oh, it is. Did you not see the World Cup final? I did watch it. It was in Brisbane. Mate, it's a league town. Yeah. They produce better footballers. They live and breathe the game. There's not, there's not these other things to to like to distract you, like um, chicks and that. Yeah, oh, Brisbane have got their fair share. No, mate. Yeah. They've got their fair share uh, of distractions. Yeah, quite one town team, and they get treated like royalty, don't they? Yeah, I mean, if you were playing for a team, you'd you'd really like to turn, try it out for the Broncos because you get away with murder up there, don't you? Alex Glenn has to be an ornament to our game. The way he continues to play well, he's a good-looking bloke, he's got a very good social media presence. I mean, what else would you ask for a former Brisbane Broncos captain and Kiwi International? I would say one big scandal. Involving, and, but involving dare I say it, what Andrew G and Paul Hoff have been famous for, defecating in a hotel room. Nate Miles too. He is a good Auckland no, upbringing. I know he wouldn't, but you said, what else could you ask for in a footballer? And I said, a big scandal. <laughs> and when I think scandals in leagueies, I think Andrew G and I think Paul Hoff. And actually, so, funny enough, the other day I was doing some research on this bloke who's been trotting out for the Warriors, Anthony Galling. So yep. I jumped on and did some research. I knew I, I knew I knew the name from somewhere, and I knew I know he played for Wigan, right? Yep. So did some research, and <laughs> a little bit more about this bloke that really captivated me. Um, so Cook Island International, right? Yep. By your son, Masters. And Jordan Rapana, Alex Glenn, as you just mentioned. In 2000 and 2000, 2009 and 2010, Galling played for the City Roosters in the Toyota Cup. That's right. But in September 2010, he was sacked by the Roosters along with teammate Samuel Brunton. What do you think that they did? Uh, had to do something with defecation or getting <laughs> nude. <laughs> they defecated in their hotel room. <laughs> oh, it's having the best of us though, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it has, mate. But no, mate, if you're not... Like, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me go through this bloke. Like, I knew nothing about this bloke. Six foot five, right? Samuel so, Brandon. No, no, no. Anthony Gallagher. Oh, yeah. 
So he returned to New Zealand, played for the Vulcans, and played in the um, 2011 Grand Final, Reserve Grade Grand Final. Yeah. They lost on the buzzer to the Bulldogs from memory. And then he went over to Wigan, right? And Galling um, proved himself to be somewhat of a cult hero at Wigan with his eccentric behaviours, which include charging down a penalty goal attempt from the Brisbane Broncos' Corey Parker, Corey Parker in a World Club series, and riding to and from Wigan's Good Friday victory over St. Helens on a BMX that he bought from cash converters. <laughs> In 2016, he refused to apologise for saying that some of the referee decisions, quote, pissed me off in a post-match interview with Sky Sports. Instead, declaring, I speak my mind, I'd like to think of myself as a man of the people, and nicknamed since stuck. So he he is actually affectionately known in British Super League circles as the man of the people. Oh, they love him. The Wigan fans absolutely love him. He's a real character. I actually was concerned about his performance on football field, but he seemed to do the job against the Dragons. He looked good against the Dragons. He looked fucking horrific against the Storm. God, I know, I know. Up, and you won't see him in first grade again for the rest of the season. But I just thought that was interesting, and then I guess you sort of join the dots, don't you? You know, when you talk defecation, it does come... From- you know, there's... There's actually a um, Defecotel. Have you heard of the, the condition Defecotel? <laughs> no. So Defecotel is when you um, get to a new city and you drop your bags at a um, at the hotel really quickly. And then you just, you know when you go to a new city, you're really excited to go get out on the piss. So you don't really notice where the, um, where the, the bathroom or the toilet is in your hotel room. So then you get absolutely blind and then you have a mad night. Sometimes you might bring a chick home with you. Other times you don't, you just go home and you're so tanked when you go to sleep. You wake up at like 4.30 a.m. in the middle of the night. The room is pitch black and you just need a shit and you don't know where the toilet is. So you go to the corner. That's all you can do. It's pitch black. You don't even know where the light switch is. This is, this is, you've made this up again. You've made this I haven't. Up. It's Defecotel. Google it. Sounds like Harvey Cotel. Um, Defer, Defer yeah. and Hotel combined. And who's taught you this phenomenon? Apart from obviously learning it on the job yourself. Learning it on the job. Wow. Yeah. And then I just, I was just having issues with it. Um, and then I Googled it. Like, so you just, look, ever since about tw- I was about 28 now, every time I check into a hotel, I piece out where the ho- room is, where the light switch is. So then I'm going to get tanked. I know where to go. Fair enough. Nate Miles is also defecating in hotel lobby. Do you think that he had the issue then? Defic- well, he obviously lost his, he lost his, or, you know, when you go to hotel, they have bloody keys and they sometimes don't work. They've just got magnetized or something. That's probably what happened. He could have went in the lift well, though, you would have thought. No, the, the stairwell, the emergency exit stairwell. Yeah, sorry, man. I'm just, <clears throat> I'm struggling to compose myself after Defecotel. It sounds, flows beautifully off the tongue, doesn't it? Is it one word or two? Have you not suffered from it before? <laughs> no, mate. Oh, <laughs> I haven't. Well, not that I can remember anyway. I mean, there's probably some poor, unsuspecting hotel that's got a little turd in the corner, but I can't, <laughs> I can't actually remember doing it myself. Oh, the other way is, you know, you you, you quickly go into your bag. You haven't really unpacked and you pull out your first shirt you find and you lay that in the corner and you lay it on that <laughs> just to make it cleaner in the morning. All right, I'm going to have to change the subject. Um, but man of the people I want Anthony Gelling referred to 
from now on if we yep. ever see him, okay? Done, done. Um, back to his former club that he was sacked from, what's wrong with the Roosters? Like, they were getting... Nothing wrong with them, mate. As... Nothing wrong with them. Now, you made an outrageous call to me midweek, or it might have even been yesterday, to say that they're going to be grand finalists. You have got rocks in your head. Sell me them making the grand final. Outline the pathway. Look at that side. Trent Robinson is playing exactly the type of game you want to play with a roster like his at this time of the season. It's very simple. They're going through the motions. They're almost teaching themselves muscle memory, going to tackle the right way, getting on their hands and knees, offloading when it's on. This will pay off in the long run, Rehurry. But how, like, how are they not? They played nine games at no stage, and I love, I love listening to efficient, so-called aficionados saying, "I'll wait for them to gel, wait for them to gel." Fucking Cooper Cronk has been around for fifteen years, and Luke Curry has been around a long enough time with Tedesco. They've gelled, mate. That's what they're like. Nah, this is, nah, this nah. is who they are. They're a fifty. Boyd Cordner. Boyd Cordner is a shell of himself. He's not healthy. And that's so he's just doing. He's just relaxing early on in the season. They will come good. He's not going to get healthier by playing Origin. He's he's a guy that could. He's I reckon he's at the stage of his career fifty fifty right now where he could be. You know where Gallon went through that period about five or six years where he was just injured and he only just lived for Origin, and he got up for Origin. He was mm-hmm. injured. You're talking about two thousand eight to two thousand fourteen. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good synopsis of it. Yeah, and I think. Um, Cordner's in a real spot. Like he just looks a shell. He is not even featuring in like these games. He's just holding up an edge. He's just Mitch Orbison. That's sad for a player, that what he did last year. But again, that is our game in a nutshell. It's so physical, so demanding. People can't have, can't be the best at their position their whole career. You know, the Roosters have played five top eight teams and won once. Yeah, but you don't want to be beating top eight teams at the end of the season. What do you see in their side that makes you think that they're going to click any more than they are right now? What, what's Cooper Cronk, Siwa Takiaho, James... Latrell Mitchell is actually the piece it's there. Latrell, mate. Like, Latrell, on his day, Sprewell-based. But anyway, on his day, he is, he's better than English now. He yep. could turn the final series on his head. Yep. He, and he won't he's... get picked by Origin, which is a good thing for the Roosters. I don't know. I mean, Brad Fittler's capable of picking anyone who's qualifies. He's he is dead set capable of picking anyone. Like, let me hurry. How much league do you actually watch each weekend? I watch a good. I watch a seventy percent of all games. Are you? Do you turn your phone off? Do you put it on silent? Move it away from you? Because no. Well, then you're not watching rugby league properly. And I'm, I, I'm I don't think I can do a podcast with a guy that is not fully committed to watching rugby league. I'm second screening, and I need to be, because when you run a rugby league multimedia business, you've got all things coming at you. I just, I think I watch more league than you. Well, what did you see yesterday? I want to come back to the, they got dominated. The Roosters got absolutely they dominated. They won. The they won. They and they still them, won. That's a sign of a good team, Rehurry. Manly are two in seven. They are not as bad a team as people make out. Well, I'm still unsure, mate. Like, I think that there's... That Roosters are not a top-four side. I think you've got guys like Hargraves, Friend, who previously very, very good club players... No, but look look who they've got. Look who they've got. He's a favourite of the legal council. They're on a massive down down, um, slide, those two guys. You've got Dylan Napa, who's 
bit of a shell of himself. Cordner's injured. Takiyaho is injured. He was a bit of a um, gem off the bench or starting. Kiri and Kron um, well. can't clicking with each other. Tedesco, as we'll get to, has been arguably the bust of the year. Um, and, mate, nothing's going for them. I'm just not scared of them at all. They'll win a few games. They'll make the eight. They're not threatening. They're not even getting close to the grand final. It's round nine, mate. Let, 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 time will tell. You, you are the one that's talking the Cowboys are going to click. Well, it's it's not hard to look at their side and say eventually they'll clip though. They've got star power. I just don't think the Roosters have got star power. Well, look, let's 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 put this out onto Twitter and see what the the people say. All right, we'll, we'll throw something out there. One guy I do uh, get very excited about is Victor Radley, the young Clavelli crocodile. Mate, That's I know. Special. As I said, an East's junior. They're mm. as rare as hen's teeth, aren't they? I can't think of another one. Is uh, um, friend? No, he's for Queenslander, isn't he? Yeah, James uh, James Tamo was a Paddington Tigers junior. Yeah, but he's and Cowboys. I think, and I'll tell you who another one was, and he's a good mate of your mates, uh, Anthony Cherrington. Again, I mean, he's a Kiwi, but I guess yeah, he. No, but his, his junior club base, mm-hmm. you know. Um, hey, uh, is, is, is Martin Tapao the most criminally underrated player in the comp? No. He's underrated because. Look, I think that people just don't like the people that stand out on purpose. Like, Tapel's done some things in his time. Like, he's incredibly, seems like, you know, when you see him interviewed, real sort of gentleman of the game. But he yep. did a couple of things. He did that throat-slitting gesture. He's got the cornrows. That was brilliant. He's the strongest man in the NRL, so he attracts a little bit of negative attention. Yeah. But why do people don't rate him and then they rate David Klemmer? Or Aaron Woods. Like, I, I know. just don't understand. Like, t- I know. I mean, we, we we are in the league form with a lot of Australian blokes, and they just don't see it with DePau. Whereas, I just see a guy that just churns out meters after meters, and he's that kind of guy that attracts three or four defenders all the time, and puts in the odd, you know, twenty-five to thirty tackles a game. So, he was he was dead set inspirational yesterday. Two hundred and ninety-two meters he ran for. <sighs> see, I reckon that if you're a forward and you run for over. 230, 240 metres, you, you're one of the game's elite. If you run over sort of 260, 270, that, those, those are numbers only reserved for... Yeah, Taumalolo-based. They're Taumalolo numbers, or Gallon yeah. numbers. Remember Gallon yeah. and just used to tune out the 300 games every now and then? Steve did Price. He? Steve Price did too. Fuck, they, they're absolutely ornaments of our game. Yeah, or you ca- Gallon's not an ornament because he's too much of a grub. Okay. Price isn't really either because he ate lunch in his car. Price would have been an ornament because not many people knew that he ate lunch in his car. <laughs> That's only restricted reserved for the very inner sanctum. Of um, the words. Okay, so we're talking about, we mentioned a couple of names before there, and this has been an item on the agenda that keeps on slipping off for the last few weeks. Buyers of the year. Oh, Blake Green. Who else? You, and I'll tell you, this time last year, or will we sign Blake Green, probably round 16, you were slagging off saying, it's not what we need. It's exactly what we needed, Rihari. Can you please, on national podcast, admit you were wrong? I was more than wrong. Like, I was doing the vomiting emoji, like, every time I heard his <laughs> name mentioned. I'd only really... Oh, I mean, I didn't know enough about Blake Green, to be perfectly what? honest. I saw him that as... That just shows you don't watch enough league, no. mate. Let me finish. I saw him as this guy that was outside Cherry Evans or outside Cronk. And, you know, a guy that was no frills. I just didn't think he had the... His game was this sort of multi-dimensional. Like, he runs the team. 
You don't watch. There's some no, big question marks Jack, over your league watching. Jack, he didn't completely run the team at the Storm or Manly, but what he's doing at the no, Warriors, he's not the foil. He's actually the leading hand. That's yes, what, he's that's, so, that's so perfect mis- for Johnson. Exactly what I said. But you know how, like in the past, you go, "Oh, Johnson needs a foil. Johnson needs a foil." You know, some real no frills, basic guy. Hold up, the end. he's actually. Not that guy. He's the guy that's exactly. running. He was, a, he was a, you know, he was a childhood prodigy. Yeah, so he was the arguably the best player in, you know, early 2000s of his generation, and then he just didn't and come on. He admits, if you interview him, um, he admits that he got thrown into first grade too early, and that scarred him. You know how sometimes people talk about, oh, you don't want to throw them in, and I was, I was like, that's bullshit. You'll throw them in, and they... They sink or swim, and they're there's good for the game. Position, but there's one he position admits that, I think that, that can, it, it, it scarred him. I think that the halfback five eighth position is one that I would just about second guess that. Everywhere else, I'd go. If you're young enough, if you're old enough, you're good enough. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Because there's been a lot of halves that have probably gone in. So, Blake Green, who else do you like as your boys of the year? Robbie Richel. He's not. He's not going to be a guy that but, gets a lot of kudos. Mate, his but, name's Rocco. For a start. Okay, whatever his name is, but and for a he season, is you are just plucking anonymous guys just to fuck me off. He is not even a top ten buyer of the year, mate. No, but I'm doing it per value. What's he getting paid? 180k a year. I mean, and he's he's an Robbie Rocco is a pretty Tigers. hotly talked about name. Okay, well, let's just say Buzz Rothfield and the Daily Telegraph weren't going head over heels about his signing for the Tigers, were they? Do you know how many different teams he played for last year? Uh, Tigers and Knights. Nah, he actually played for Souths and the Storm. Oh, you're right. Quote, you're right. But I don't, well, just a sort of like twilight zone though. here. Um, who else do you like? I mean, you're missing two, the two big ones. The two or three of the big ones for me. Ben, 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 ben Hunt's been, been shown how good he is. And strange how Brisbane didn't play him at halfback last year. Strange, isn't it? Oh, very strange. At the time, it was like, oh, yeah, you know, Ben Hunt. I remember saying it myself, like, that's a lot of money to pay for a guy that's only had one really good season. As a hooker. No, the year that... No, you're right. The year before, his kicking game, it's almost Reynolds-like. A real renaissance year for James Graham. Oh... He's nah, been, he's been excellent. Disagree. You don't. How do, what do you, well, on basis of? He's fitting in nicely to a team that is dominating up front with Lisa now, Jade DeBella, Paul Vaughan. But he's, he's just chiming in. He's one of the key reasons. Oh, I think it's more his um, attitude and what he brings to the team rather than his physical presence. You know. Tohu Harris. Phenomenal, but I mean again. He was a valid, like, we paid some good money for him. Like, you'd argue that Lavaha Pulu was cheap as chips. No one knew. Un- under the radar based. I mean, if I just keep bringing up these big name signs, are you just going to throw out an anonymous um, New Zealand born or New Zealand race player? Is that, is that what your tactic is here with these best, best signings? No, Riho, I think uh, Richard hasn't even, even been to New Zealand. Hang on, Rich, hang on, mate. I am trying to do value here. You were trying to say who's a good player, but these guys we knew they were going to be good. So you're more you more get horny over your Ignatius Arsis and your Lavala Pulus. Exactly, I'm a money ball man, mate. I'm a money ball man. You know that. 
Yeah, no. Carl Lord, I mean, value-wise, he's got two tries. Matt, that's pretty good. He's got Instagram value, doesn't he? Oh, have you seen his misses? No. Yeah, you have. Yeah, Don't lie. I, of course I have. Um, someone should start a page, League Wags of Instagram. There's some crackers out there. I've got just the guy that could do that. Who? Tommy J. Holt. Really? Shout out to Tommy J. Holt if you could start that one. Um, okay, you got buys of the year. What if I listed these guys for you? What do you think of this? There's a lot of big name signings, splashy signings, I would say. Benji Marshall's another good signing. He would have got paid fuck all for what he's contributed to the Tigers. What about this though? Josh Dugan, James Tedesco, Dane Gargnai, Aaron Woods, Kieran Foran, I'm not going to put Matt Moylan in that bucket because I'm right. I'm a Matt Moylan apologist. Right. But there's, there's some huge signings that have fallen flat this offseason. Uh, agree. And then you put Mal- the swap more than Maloney. Who got the best value out of that? Oh, jeez. I mean, and that was and you've you've already added on a thing of three or four episodes ago. You actually admitted, or you know, you told the listening public why they actually got swapped over, and it wasn't. For good reasons, was it? Well, just put it this way. The Uber drivers of the Carambar and Cronulla area are very happy that Moylan is um, settling into the Shire. Yeah, I thought he was a 24-hour athlete. Potentially. Um, right. The big, the big hyperbole rugby league young talent at the moment that people are just waxing over. Kalen Ponga, right? You saw glimpses of him in these videos a couple of years ago, and then I didn't. He didn't do much for the Cowboys. Strange the way that. Mate, he was eighteen years old. Was he seventeen when he debuted? Oh, I don't know, but you know how these. Yeah, I mean, again, if you're a fullback, you can. Age is not too much of a barrier. If you're a great open field runner, you can you know you can show show something. He didn't make a huge splash for the Cowboys and they didn't play him a lot because they had signed with the Knights he's getting talked up as the best young player in our game Would you, is that a fair comment best young player in our game oh definitely he's I think, he is, uh, I think he's what he's doing on that left side of the field for the Newcastle Knights is absolutely astonishing he's got this skill he's a natural born athlete um, I've got a bone to pick with your you though um, am I allowed to pick a bone with you yeah but just don't about, say he's because he's not Mate, you have... Don't say he's Kiwi. He's a not... Hang on, I'm not saying he's Kiwi. I'm saying you are not making use of your position in the media as well as you should be. We... If we... I think he's Kiwi. I think he won the New Zealand under-14 Kiwi Golf Championship. (laughs) What else do you need to be in New Zealand? No, he didn't. He lived there eight years. How sure are you of that? Well, it's between two and eight. (laughs) And to be honest, we as... Our media presence. We have. We could influence. We're influencers now. You won't even name, name your Kiwi team with him in it. That is the way oh, you start it. No, mate. He's he's Australian and good on him. He's pledged to Queensland. He did that publicly last year. I think his old man did because of the money, but I think he still harbours. Okay. Well, yeah. Look, he's class. I like how he takes the line. The ball in two hands. He's got that pogo step where mm. you know it's coming, but you can't stop it. I sound like Mark Gesney for fuck's sake. But I'm just telling you, mate, he is the next big thing in our game, if he's not already. He's the current big thing. He plays for Queensland? 
And do you think, as his manager, yeah. was going to the Knights the best thing for his career? I think it was. Yes, but no. I don't think it's done a great deal for his career because I think that if he had been at the night um, at the Cowboys this year, he would have been thrown in ahead of Lachlan Coop. Lachlan Coop was injured. He would have been starting the first six rounds of this year doing and exactly what, and, what he's doing for the Cowboys. And, done, and lost a lot of games. He probably would have won the same amount of games. So the Knights he won... He is playing in front of a full five. house. So the Knights won five, Cowboys won three. Let's just say if Ponga, if Ponga had started all those games for the Cowboys... But they would mate, they wouldn't have been able to afford him. Mm. Oh, but we're not talking about we're just talking about the opportunity that if he had been at the Cowboys, they probably would have they didn't pay that big of money. Only five hundred K a year. Banter. Yeah, what the night? Two million over four years, wasn't it? Surely not. He would have been on eight hundred K or maybe back ended. I don't I, I thought it was two hundred over five four years. Can we, um, anyone on Twitter that knows um, Callum Ponga's contractual obligations to the Knights, could you please share it with us? We'd appreciate that. At legal underscore council. I mean, we could pretty much find that out as we as we do the show. But um... but no, 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 we can't. As we said, we want uh, NRL contracts published. Yeah. As and, a paying... And that should be. They should be. That's a no-brainer. Um, the Knights... No peers, they don't make the eight, do they? It's, it's amazing. Yep. How, uh, I love they're getting talked up. They got they've had three consecutive twenty thousand plus crowds, home crowds. Do you reckon this due to the Knights being exciting, the Warriors going well, the Tigers going well, the Dragons and the Broncos well, average. Broncos also get good crowds. I reckon there could be a sneaky opportunity for the NRL to set some record crowds this year. Correct. I mean, you want well, no, but no, you don't want your good drawing teams doing well because it's like the Knights will get good crowds even if they're doing shit. Do you know what I mean? No, but they've just had three twenty thousand pluses. No, it's good. It's a one-town team, mate. I've said. I mean, what one thing we've learned over the opening rounds in NRL is the six p.m. game on a Friday needs to be played in Auckland because it's eight p.m. there in Newcastle because no one really works there and you can knock off at four so you can get down to Marathon Stadium and there's plenty of parking or you take it to the country where again they don't work and they knock off at four I'm just but not any other that place that early that early Friday game is fucking hard to watch isn't it it's hard to get in front I don't mind it. I actually love it to be honest it actually makes you get out of work it makes you get sit down with your family well the family aren't there they're generally doing something else but you know knocking off early and um, watching some league it's a, it's a tough one. I mean, let's just say if it was, as we've said a million It was designed for the pub, wasn't it? Yeah. Designed. It was Todd Greenberg wanted to, he was having some problems with his missus. She was always wanting him home early for fish and chips on Friday night. And he was like, fuck it. Oh, I'm going to make a 6 million game on a Friday and just tell my mumsy I'm still, I'm working late. Quite. It is, you're right. It's, it's definitely done for the pub. Speaking of when we chatted before, Friday night games. No, was it Friday? Was it Thursday? Was the Broncos... Dogs game. Uh, Thursday. Wasn't a bad game, actually. That was a travesty. Dean Pay, no, 25 grand Dean Pay got stunned. And he deserves it. He got... Um, Jermaine Izako did not knock that ball on. And yeah, Moses Mbay had every right to be penalised for sticking his arms out and trying to pull at Darius Boyd back when Darius they were going through it. You cannot sit on your high horse and call for consistency in refereeing and correct calls and have a go... 
at the ref for for penalising and sin-binning Mbaye there. You cannot be serious to our listeners or our Twitter followers. You've got to take. You got to give yourself. You got to be real here, mate. You you honestly aren't serious, are you? I am. This is ret- this, half the problem with the NRL was our fans. That, do you think that so? You're the only person in the world that I can that I can get a read on Bullshit. that thinks that that was a knock on. That wasn't a knock on. No, I said it was a knock on. Yeah, it went backwards. You are you are gone, mate. Forget about that. That could be argued argued. But what about them, Baye? Don't not a penalty for me. I mean, technically, from the letter what? of the law, it's a penalty. Exactly. But you show, can't show some like that decided the game. You do not call that. And so things you don't call. Broncos were the better team. They weren't. Oh, bull, mate, have some respect to your listeners and your Twitter followers. Mate, we've got fuck all Twitter followers. Stop mentioning that. I don't. I don't agree. With this. What about the twenty-five grand fine? Um, if you're going to slag off the refs, the guys that give their time up on this Saturday afternoons, oh, they can be paid, mate. No, no hurry. I've had, I'm, I'm serious here. The way in a, if the typical NRL fan treats our refs is getting body on the I will admit. On Sunday, the Sunday ticket, the two games of the Sunday ticket, the Storm versus the Dragons and the Eagles versus the Roosters, that was the worst ever refereeing performance I've seen in the Sunday ticket. But as fans, we need to get off their back. They are doing a tough job. If you can have a go at someone, have a go about the guy who's getting the bunker to get involved in everything. Who's that? Probably Greenberg or who's the ref's boss? McGuire. So what's your what's your beef with the bunker getting involved in everything? Well, well again... I think, you know, the try that was called back um, when Addo Card dotted over in the left-hand corner and they called it back and gave Storm the penalty? Yes, that's a shocking call. Did you even watch it, mate? I'm worried about your league watching yeah, anyway. Mate, wasn't it, I, I saw that. It was Cameron Smith infringement, wasn't it? No, it was at the play of the ball. Yeah. Cassiano. Oh, they, yes. they didn't play. They didn't, they didn't blow the whistle. They, it was a tremendous... I don't know who threw the pass. It must have been Munster. It was a phenomenal pass. Yeah. At Ocar Winter, they, they called the try out. And basically, then when they scored the try, they said, no, penalty at half... You know, because you texted me during it. Penalty in front of the posts mm. to the storm. One, they played the ball. There has been rumours that the play of the ball wasn't correct. It was fine. But the no, ball, no, I saw it, I saw it in the Manny John show. He actually made contact with the foot. It was fine. Uh, the bunker is getting involved and stuff. But who called that? Out. Was it the bunker? That was the ref that's what I'm the That's what I'm hearing. And what we need to do, and the great uh, journalist Nick Didici said this, they need to be uh, transparent. They need to release all the audio between the bunker and refs. If they are, so people yeah, can go okay. through it with the phone. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's they, fair. they are getting involved. And the calls were, something was, something stunk out at Cogra Jubilee on Sunday. Oh, it didn't affect the game, though, for mine. No, I don't think it did. But you don't know, mate. Those tries are turning points. It, it just, the the, the, the you, Dragons are the real deal, mate. They turned up and they thumped the score. You know how it goes. Yeah, but we, yeah. I mean, I felt sorry for the Tigers getting two guys binned at the weekend. But oh, I think that's good. You need to make a stand. I mean, yeah, I'll tell you, uh, Dragons... A bit, bit harsh. The Dragons taking the two points when they're on offer is the way to go. It's the Wayne Bennett. He invented that. But yeah, but I mean, they when, are... when when Wayne Bennett came to coach the Dragons during their premiership run, no team for a good ten years leading up to that, when they won in twenty ten, no team was taking the two. And he did it there 
and then he moved to Newcastle and they started doing it. The Dragons have basically retained it ever since. They've always been a two-point team. Gareth Widdop yeah. to take the two points as a first scoring play. Very good punting option. It's interesting, isn't it? It's, it's, it's almost worth a try. It's like a half try, isn't it? And people don't think about it like that. They think about the um, if you take the tap, it's demoralizing mentally to the other team. I think that's absolutely cod's wallet. You take the two, you get the ball back, get a good set. See, on, my always worry is if you don't take the two and you go for the try and you don't score it, it's just a massive morale boost for the defensive team. On the weekend, I saw the Warriors, they were signaling the two from the sideline and they ignored them and went for the try. They didn't get it first first um, crack and then they got a repeat set and they ended up getting it again. But fuck, I mean... If a defensive team holds you out, that's just it's a it's a turning point for the game. Oh, I, I'd agree with that. Yeah, um, it's it, those are the little games that when you watch a lot of league, you start to understand. You know what I mean? Yeah, one hundred percent. What do you think Scott Bolton did? Well, he's obviously. What's your theory about Ethan Lane? So I thought that um, because they obviously they played on Bathurst, was it, in the, on Friday night? Mm. They've travelled back to Sydney because they play the at Leichhardt Oval on Thursday night. So they're staying, I imagine, the Coogee Bay Hotel. No, they're staying in Bondi. Um, okay, they're staying at Bondi. So they went out for a drink on Sunday night or Saturday night. Saturday. So what I've heard is that they all went and had a beer at the Beach Road Hotel. Um, Bolt, Scott Bolton's round. He, he was in a round with Lachlan Coote, um, Cohen Hess and Michael Morgan. Mm-hmm. He went up to get a, a round, and as he went up to the bar, he saw um, Ethan Lowe and tapped him on the bum. Mm-hmm. Um, but who he thought was Ethan Lowe was actually quite a well-built built, built <laughs> chick with curls, and she, she, she said, what are you doing? And said, I'm going to charge you for sexual assault. So, look, he, di- he did the wrong thing. He touched her on the backside, so he will be in trouble. But I think from what I'm hearing out of the Bondi contingent, it was... Uh, it wasn't a. It wasn't. Uh, let's say. What's it called when you're, 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 you're aggravated? It wasn't aggravated sexual assault. It was just a pat on the bum towards one of his mates. So okay. So you think it's a case of mistaken identity? Yeah, and Scott Bolton was oh, just, I mean, wrong place. Ethan Lowe would have a beautiful haircut for a well well built Sydney lass. A burly Sydney lass. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. Um, we'll see what comes of that. But see what comes out of the Waverley um, courts tomorrow morning. Yeah, it's a real. I mean, any any league that's been charged with anything's at the Waverley courts. All, Where is it? Where's the actual Waverley police station? Yeah, four hundred meters from my house. Really, mate? Yeah. Is that where Fittler had to go after they found him the drunkest man alive inside a like a median strip? Oh, that, gee, when was that? That's a long time ago. Wasn't it's it? Have you heard about my business idea? What's that? How and I, you'll never believe this, but I um I had an idea that I'd set I'd buy like a big double decker bus mm. and I'd pick people up from like Circular Quay, mm. um called uh, Rugby League Crisis Trips, and you'd all get on board. I don't know twenty bucks a ticket, and I'd drive you around Sydney to like all the famous um parts of like where rugby league uh, disgraces have happened like you go to the Cloverly ho- uh, the Clovelly Hotel go see the the, um, the toilet cubicle where Sonny Bill Williams and Charlie's fells on got into trouble you'd go to the median strip where Brad Fittler was called the drunkest man alive Mitchell Pierce's place then you go, you go to, to Mitchell where Pierce's. oh it wasn't Mitchell Pierce's mates 
you go out to the golf course where Craig Gower sexually assaulted Wayne Pierce's daughter. You would go Things to the little cul-de-sac. Shot at. Right, you go to the little cul-de-sac in, in the Northern Rivers where um, Brett Stewart got in trouble. You'd go to Bondi Beach just to see where Craig Field used to rob all the tourists. Mate, <laughs> it's not bad. That good. It's not bad at all. Think you just have to go down Everly Street. Yeah, I think I think you need um, a couple of inside guys though to give you a little bit of info. And um, you know who I'd first guy I'd employ, put on the books, Mark Riddell. I Piggy. Think, I think Brian. He would know. Brian. Yeah, Yeah, but yeah, come on, Michael Crocker. I think in his heyday. Well, Oz Dog Hardy would just go down to the um, Royal Hotel in Pennington and show us what happened. It's fair. It's fair. Um, we have one last question from uh, our listeners this, this week around Adam Blair. And he asks, question, we can all see the influence of Harris on the ground. What are your thoughts on the impact of Blair? I read an article around his impact that the club's made on and off the field. Um He's learning today, which uh, for our Australian listeners and our um, Hong Kong listeners and our British listeners and our American listeners and our, I think we got a hit from Sierra Leone last week, which was good. Today, I mean the Maori language. True. So what's your take on Adam Blair? I've obviously got oh, my own. Right, my take on Adam Blair is he is a misunderstood, um, God, I'm not going to say ornament, but he's a he's one of those guys that, plays rugby league for the right reasons he's good north and farming stock he came onto the scene with melbourne storm he learned a lot of good habits at the storm from 2006 to 2008 then he had a look he went to the tigers and he got in a bit of trouble there about his performance so i never thought he gave he never stopped trying and obviously if you're playing for a club that can't even afford strapping tape you're going to struggle but ever since that since he's joined the broncos and the warriors i mean he's but Wayne Bennett, we call him a super coach. He like he's like the first guy Wayne Bennett picks. Look, I might be a sympathizer for him because I'm a massive Kiwi League fan, but I just think he's massively uh, gets slagged off a bit, especially by people uh, in the Belmain slash Campbelltown slash Lidcombe area. Um, and I think unfairly, you can see what he did to the Broncos and the Kiwi the Warriors. Um, we should be one of the first pick for the War uh, the Kiwis. Look, mate, I like him. He's not going to be an immortal, I admit that, but he is someone that plays rugby league for the right reasons. Yeah, like I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I remember hearing a few, like Wayne Bennett comes out and says he's one of the best players he coaches. He's one of the first players he picks. He's a winner. He's won with the Storm, Broncos. Didn't have a great time with the Tigers, but I did listen to Sharon Wood say one thing once. He said he's the most professional and hardest trainer and one of the most well-liked guys at the club. Uh, really? And that was during a time where he wasn't, you know, he was criticised a lot because he got on big money. Um, Jim Doyle, who runs the Warriors or ran the Warriors, speaks, he, I mean, he was one of the guys he wanted to base the club around for his impact off the field. He does things for me that are just, he's not a stats player. He doesn't jump off the stat sheet, does he? With, you know, 150 plus metres or, you know, huge line breaks or anything but he does all the things like kick pressure he is always yeah. in the right places at the right time always makes those crucial tackles um he misses he, a few too to be yeah, honest I mean, who doesn't miss tackles yeah. up the middle when you put league? yourselves in that when you put yourself yeah. in that position if you put yourself yeah. in that many um positions in the middle then you'll miss a lot you might make a lot but he's yeah. um he's not rated 
by Australian pundits, but he's a very, very good player. Um, not as good as Harris, who was the comparison made in the... Um, Christian in the via Christian. Twitter. But, um, yep. but very, very important to why the Warriors are going well this year. Um, big games this week in the draw. Um, we'll flick across here. On Thursday night, underrated, Tigers drop three straight, hosting the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah look, I, my, my biggest problem with this game is you don't play games like hard at night. It's a bog, isn't it? Well, it's not going to rain, is it? But I think, jeez, I'm going to get, I'm looking forward to get home and watch that, I tell you. Who do you think? Tigers. Ooh. They need to show me something. Otherwise, they don't win that. Pick they're, in is back. Of, they're in danger of dropping out the eight. Knights, Panthers, and McDonald Jones. Panthers just Panthers. with injuries now. They have just, they are, there's something in the water down there. They just have, the amount of injuries they've had the last three, four years is insane. It's really Well, it's a Nepean River, isn't it? So they're getting a lot of runoff from the Blue Mountains. Has that got something to do with it? I wouldn't know, mate. I'd tell you what, though. That's a, that's a very, very important game for both teams. Likewise, the two shitter sides in the NRL this year, the Bulldogs and the Eels, 15th place, 16th. Uh, you it... don't tell me they're playing at eight. Oh, for God's sake. That's going to be like a black hole of rugby league atmosphere. But I think, I hope the Dogs win easily. I don't know. The Dogs are most hated team, but geez. Uh, I hope the Dogs win, but Eel, uh, Kenny Edwards gets three deli in points. <laughs> Warriors-Roosters will be a very, very interesting game. Um, a form team against an up-and-down team. I think it'll be a very close one. Couldn't pick that one. Could understand if it went either way. Storm-Titans, don't think there'll be too much right home oh, about that. Was that in Melbourne? Yep. Notion Suncorp. Double hitter. Oh, make me. Double hitter on Saturday. I love a double hitter. Manly. But I'll tell you what, that Bongos. field, that field was really ripping up last Thursday night against the Dogs. Is that going to be able to hit? It's not a triple hitter, is it? No, because on the Sunday you've got low-key, a couple of real form teams. You've got the Rabbitohs play the Dragons at ANZ. That's going to be a ripper. That's going to be a good game. And then you've got the Raiders versus the Sharks at GIO. Raiders, they win that. They'll pop into the eight. When you think of the Raiders at GIO, what do you think of? I think of bright but cold Saturday afternoon. I think okay. of a crowd booing the ref into penalising um, the opposition. And I think of Jared Croker scoring tries and nailing kicks from the sideline. All I think of is like Michael Innes doing the Viking clap. <laughs> oh, that, was, <laughs> that was outrageous, wasn't it? And that Canberra team was very close to winning the NRL that year, weren't they? Two years ago. I know, and they uh, Edric Lee on one wing. That was Edric Lee, peak Edric Lee. Yeah, Edric Lee's back and um, running around for the Sharks though now, isn't he? Yeah, I know, I know. They call him Moonboot Lee for some reason. I don't know why. What does that mean? Fuck nice. Mm. Um, righto, mate. Well, that's another week in the books. Um, look forward to watching a little bit of league uh, this yep. weekend. Try and get try and get five games in this week at least. Yeah, well, mate, I'll, I'll do my very best. Trust me. And how do you uh, watch it via TV or via to radio? The TV. Well, you don't watch radio, do you? No, I mean, listen to it. Yeah. yeah. What's that guy? The around the grounds. Uh, was it David Morrow? 
Wasn't he? Oh, Peter Peter and Greg Hartley was who I used to listen to. Greg, yeah, but that. who's the one that the our mate Cribbo goes on about when he goes kick the camp? Donny Mosley. Donny Mosley, yeah. Is he dead? Don't know. I'm not familiar with Donny Mosley's work. Okay. Mm. Anyway, mate, we'll, we'll chat this time next week. you got to love your league. Gotta love your league. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. It's of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel.